Welcome back to Deconstructed. We're here for now for uh, episode six. We're going to be talking about NIP today. I'm your host, Sam Anamu McKenzie. With me, as always, Harry Nero Richards. How are you doing today, Harry? I'm doing good. Back home for the first time in a long time. Well, from last week. So you're also on my knee, of course. Got to keep yeah. the bit going. You've got to keep the bit going. We've never been in the same location twice, I guess. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about NIP. Um, I don't really know with NIP, but we'll get going with where the roster's at now. So it's still kind of a new roster. It's kind of settled now. There's still debates as to, you know, what does the future hold if someone like Hampus tries to come back? Because obviously Hampus can be a very impactful player. Um, so it's in a bit of a weird place. You've got Alexis, IGL, head trick, very inexperienced Orper, three typically aggressive riflers that maybe on paper look strange to fit together. Um, so as just as a just as a starting point before we go into any details, what's your like initial thoughts on Nip? Like if you just look at the team, what's your what's your feelings? It's a bit of a nothing team, really, isn't it? Don't you think? It's like, it's this collection of, like, the Maus, OG, Nip. Like, it's, okay, uh, like, I accept it. CS is international now. Like, this is just the type of, just, like, top 20, sometimes top 10. Has a few good events a year. Like, it's just, they're just kind of there. They're just kind of there. They're not, they're not a team anyone's looking at to win trophies. They're, like, a playoffs run they're pretty happy with. Like, I know, it's that sort of the thing. It's like, they sort of, They've gone international, but they're still trying to find their place. And it's very hard to crack into the top five, top six without a shit ton of money. And even if you have a shit ton of money, it's still not easy. It's like, like they've got some good pieces, um, but it's, you can see the difference between them and like the phase and the G2s. Like that's the blueprint for international teams. Like, okay, you lose a bit of cons, but then you have the firepower and then when you're an international team without the firepower, you end up looking like Nip and looking like OG and Maus and teams like that, like with sort of a hard cap on them. But I don't know. What do you think of Nip? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess you could see by the, by the intro that was potentially lackluster compared to the other teams we've done. Um, I feel nothing for that organization. Um, but disdain. I, I don't like the org one bit. I I don't like elements of this team, as we'll get into. I'm actually quite high on a single element, as I alluded to in the previous episode, but we'll we'll get to all of that. Um yeah, I kind of agree. I think you know, we we've spoke about a couple of these teams in the last episode, the mouse and OG. That part of the CS world to me is just it's the most boring part like there's there's this there's the top five teams in the world and they're really fucking fun to watch they're the elite teams they're great when they're cooking that they cook in you've then got like for me i've now gained a little bit more of an appreciation of tier two we've always been very hard on tier two but like there was a lot of teams i had a lot of fun watching the past few weeks i really liked watching game illusion i really liked watching apex Monty, I, not so much, but I think Warrior2K is hilarious. Um, there's just something about him that makes me giggle every time he gets a clutch. So there's there's these two zones, and then there's just this fucking horrible middle ground. 
which is, you know, Fnatic, Mouse, OG, uh, sometimes Ents, Nip, Furia, like all these teams, man, just fuck off. Because if it wasn't franchise, we wouldn't fucking see any of them. But anyway, anyway, uh, we'll move off the hate train for a moment and we'll, we'll try and look at this, this team in a, in a positive light. So, um, I've got, I've got the quote here, which I'll just, I'll get up now. But I interviewed Alexi B uh, before the challenger stage. And, you know, I, I said to him then, like, the roster looks now like it's probably settled. Like, where, where, where do you think you guys are at as a team? Are you, are you looking at already pushing that top 10, maybe pushing that top 5? And he, uh, he said, considering the fact we are not at IEM Dallas or Blast Finals, I want us to treat this as the last stepping stone before the next season. Even though it's the major, even if it was any other tournament, I would want to treat it the same way. We have had some time with the team now. We've had some obstacles and tournaments where we've gained some experience. I think now we're, we can actually reach some of the potential we can show. And we can actually do well. But again, it's up to us to show it now. Anything can happen, right? And to me, that that very much came across like an Alexi B that was saying, look, if we go far, yeah, kind of cool, right? But maybe we're not at that point yet. And maybe, you know, next season, maybe next season is where you you see them do better. Maybe we get to Cologne and they're in the playoffs in Cologne. So now the roster is settled. Like, I guess like my question would be, do you think they have the possibility to grow as a team? I mean, it's hard to see that, like, happening. I think you need you need either Hedrick to carry on and just be a superstar, which is, like, it's not completely out of the question. Like, we'll get to him later. But, or you need consistency from one of the three most inconsistent riflers in the world, just all on the same team, in Resbron and Config. And then... Or you just need an Alexi B IGL carry job. Like the team needs to be Alexi P's team, just like following everything. Like that that's that's the blueprint events, right? Like his OG team as well seemed to do much better when it was just built in his image, like just his team completely. And as soon as maybe people started questioning him, they just they just struggled. I think I think if you're there if they want to be in the playoffs of a clone, I think I think they've had long enough, honestly. Like you you said you mentioned that like they feel like a new team, but it's been since January, Coffee joins. Like January, like all the lads, we played all the lads together. Probably I think it was like end of January. Config and head trick. Pretty sure. Maybe they've missed the last groups. Config was after, right? Maybe not. Config, yeah. Config joined after the last spring groups, I think. Oh yeah. right, did they only play spring groups with Hampus? Fair. I think they played it with Max, didn't it? To be honest. But but anyway, the oh, point maybe, is like maybe. like five months is well, four months probably four months like four good lands like you've probably seen the ceiling of a five-man lineup unless something crazy happens like i just don't really like that narrative from alexi like he said it to me at the rmr as well i just don't really love the idea that oh we're just going to keep working hard and then one day something's going to happen like that's just i know it's like of course he's got to say that in an interview he's not going to be like yeah we're just like a mid-team getting paychecks just kind of happy like i know he's got to say it but oh, come on like like where is this going to come from like well, where well so i'm, I'm gonna I'm going to go the opposite side from you and say that I actually, I quite like it from Alexi. You know, like, you get you get all these players, uh, fucking major and whatever tournament, and they're like, 
yeah, no, we're here to fucking win it. Like, Snappy said it. I mean, like, I've got a lot of time for Snappy. I think Snappy's a great IGL. But, as much as I really admired his confidence when he said it to me, I couldn't hide my fucking shock when he said, yeah, I think we can win the major. Like, like of course you can. But, it's not realistic, is it? Whereas, I think, Alexi B's realistic outlook on this NIP team actually might serve as one of the team's positives. You know, if, if they're looking at it and it's like, okay, we can continue to try and grow as a team. You know, there's a new game that might shake up the meta. If if they're looking at it as head trick is 18, very young, however old he is, you know, he's still new to the orping role. Let's, let's not forget that he took up orping when Monacy departed Navi Jr. Um, like, if if they're looking at it from the point that they had these free riflers who maybe now are having to go into different roles that they're not used to, and there is a lot of growth room, is it not fair to look at it and be like, four months, maybe that isn't enough time to have grown and learned? Okay, it's 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 not ages, it's just... I, th- I think that there can still be improvement, uh... I just think maybe it's not it's not going to be like a rapid improvement. Like they can go to maybe how good Mao's were at the end of twenty twenty two, like that kind of ceiling. Like like scary against the top teams, like punching above their weight, but but they will always be punching above their weight. And eventually, like the teams with more firepower, more money, better IGLs, will just eventually come over. And uh, and I don't think Alexi's a bad IGL. I just think I just think I don't think he's the type of IGL that can take quite a weak team in terms of firepower like to the top I, I, I don't think that that can happen again well so it seems like a, a good point to then to then move into Alexi I'm sure we have potentially differing opinions on Alexi we have differing opinions on most things in the world um, but I'll, I'll start off a, a discussion on Alexi with um, the thoughts of our good friend Aziesk who believes that Alexi will always do better with a worse team, that he was always doomed to fail at G2, but with a team with lesser pieces, like Nip, that's where Alexi kind of thrives. So, what about that, before you share your, I suppose, lovely opinion uh, on Alexi B as an IGL? Well, I think I, I'm higher on Alexi than most people, probably, honestly. Like, I did say most that. people, we... <laughs> yeah, I, 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 th- I think he's really good. I think you can see... You can see in interviews, you can see in the way his teams play. Like you can see, there's there's method there, right? And 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 yeah, maybe maybe it is better because it's like the thing with G two is, I think people are overplaying the whole like Alexi was so bad for G two, like blah blah blah, micromanagement. I don't think he was. I don't think he was micromanaging. Like what I think happened is Monacy had six months of LAN experience and suddenly felt confident enough to call his own plays. Like I, that is generally all I think happened. I don't think Hooksy's some mastermind that coached Manasi into being amazing I think Manasi just needed a bit of time and Alexi B sort of caught the brunt of it I think JKS was a huge upgrade on Jax and I think Manasi got experience I don't think Alexi's stint in G2 deserved to be looked at as negatively as it is I think I think if he had more time and he had JKS for Jax then you, know, you never know what could have happened but I think obviously there's some stylistic clashes like you think of Alexi as kind of the tactical IGL uh, and he's been criticised for that in Nip as well by his own players, so uh, with that config interview where 
they lost. And then Coffee just said straight up, went to HW and just said, you know, we trusted the strat book more than the players. And, th and that sort of, that probably sums up why people think Alexi B isn't this like Mega Mind IGL, because you look at all the other international teams, they've got loose systems, all of them. And I think Alexi B's tried to do that at times in OG and this NIP team. Like this NIP team is pretty loose, honestly. Um, most of the time, I think that was just a special circumstance or whatever. Um, so that's it. I flip flop on him, which Elliot will love to hear. Like I'm always flip flopping, but I, but I do think Alexi B is a good enough IGL that, that it's just that he's never going to be S tier. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like top of A tier IGLs, and there's there's not many S tier IGLs. Like it's not a slight on him to say he's not Acadian, not a Carrigan. Like he's just that tier below, I think, and that is good enough. Like I think Nip would. Some people want Hampus back as IGL. I think I probably disagree with that. I'd rather have I'd rather have Alexi B IGLing. I think he's shown enough in his career to to stay in this team and get a chance to like okay, yeah, again, I don't love the narrative of like, oh, we just need more time. I don't love that. But I do at the same time I do think he deserves it to build the team in his image. Whether that's the same five players, probably not, honestly. Like I don't think they can. Uh, break through the glass ceiling with these five players, but I think you'd keep Alexi B. I think he's one of the pieces I'd keep. I mean, look, um, yeah, okay, like, we're, we'll kind of have to weave away from the little, the little plan we made before. Um, I'm not convinced with Alexi B that if this team fails to succeed that it's not somewhat on him however as we'll get to with the riflers in a little bit it's also probably likely to do with them so yeah i'm uh without without delving into that yet i am quite inclined to agree that he is one of the uh one of the elements that you keep i think Alexi, you're probably right, G2, very unfair. Um but there's a lot of a lot of talk about Alexi about whether he failed upwards and potentially he did with G two, right? Like it, Nip definitely is Nip's taken the step down again. I just think with Alexi B, he's he's proved he's an IGL. Like that's that's a certainty. He's just maybe not proved that he's a... I mean, you kind of said it as well, but he's not proved that he's anything special as an IGL. He's kind of riding off a couple of decent runs when, you know, he first came through events. I don't think there's anything, like, amazing about him. <laughs> and yeah, and that's... It's kind of, it's kind of harsh, but then... You look at the team's map pool, for example. Like you, you look at. So I think it was yeah. So ancient, they're two and seven on in twenty twenty three against with a top thirty filler on like two and seven. So like basically they just lose ancient every time they play it. And then inferno two and eight. So they've got two maps that they play quite a lot because people punish pick a lot. Like not a lot of people's perma bands ancient and inferno. Like they're like the two maps that basically everyone plays, and they're terrible at both of them. 
Like, you just can't start series 1-0 down, like, again and again. They're only really good at Mirage. Like, they've got a good record on Nuke, but they've barely played it, honestly. Like, Mirage, they, they pick Mirage every time. They normally win it. Like, they're very good at Mirage. Fair enough. But there's just no depth there. And, like, I think that's probably what he means when he's talking about needing more time, is that they don't have, they don't have like, this deep playbook that he he wants to rely on like they they do end up relying on firepower and it's it's just not there and it's just not there and it's you can say partly that's that's alexi b's fault like he should be like it's always this thing with igl it's so hard to evaluate igls from outside because you don't hear the comms you don't you don't know who called the mid-round you don't you don't know lots of things but you do know that ultimately your buck falls with them and if the players aren't performing and the players are people who people think are good enough to perform then at some point it is the igl's fault like you can't escape that if you're an IGL. Like, it's cut for a business. Yeah, I agree. And I think only time will tell with Alexi on this roster. I think if they stay at this level, if they don't grow, then um, I think seeing who the first player to leave is will be the uh, will be a very telling thing for this roster because I'm not sure anyone on this roster has any loyalties to anyone to uh yes. to keep someone around who isn't deserving of it. But let's um let's move on to someone who I think definitely will be a part of this organization for a long time. Uh let's talk about Hetrick, right? So as we said before, he's um he's a new orper and you know you already alluded to the fact that um Monacy when when Alexi B had Monacy he had very little experience didn't know how to play certain maps. Like, I don't know if if anyone wants to go and watch a, a Monacy Nuke demo from a, mm-hmm. just over a year ago to a Monacy Nuke demo now, you will see a very poor player compared to a very good player. Monacy had no understanding of where to be on that map. And now he's pretty good at Nuke. Alexi said in an interview again that uh, Hedrick is already starting to make those calls for himself, to make those plays for himself. And you can see being in in, in an environment with uh, Hedrick, I don't know whether you spoke to him at all, uh, I did a couple of interviews with him, the guy is incredibly mature for however old he is, 18, 17, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly mature. And um, so Ukrainian players... They tend to be some of the more difficult to interview. I think it's fair to say, like, like yeah. Ukrainians and teammates. <laughs> yeah, their um, their English is typically very broken. You get very few words out of them. Um, not Hedrick. Hedrick is fucking phenomenal, and I think that actually says a lot for him as an as an element of this team. Um, but I think what we should talk about more is his performances so far. I think they've been very up and down, but at the major, he began to see potential of what Hedrick could be, right? So, as I said last week, I think Hedrick will be a top five orper in CS2. That's, I, I think the bloke's going to be really fucking good. But, you know, what's what's your take on Hedrick, uh, both as an orper and as a piece in this team? Yeah, I think he's already he's already come a really long way, right? Like you remember that that Blade interview when he stood in for Navi and was pretty dog shit rifling. Uh, 
I think Blade literally said like he's just not ready for tier one. And that's not long ago. Like he got that was what like October last year. Like, he's yeah, come a huge way. He's come a huge way in a very short space of time. Um, like he was not a slam dunk of a transfer. Like like he's not a guarantee. He wasn't a guaranteed thing. Like like he said. Like he was basically a rifler for most of his career. Um, up until that point. So yeah, I think he's he's just done more than what you could have possibly asked for. Like he's he's been this team's best player really of late like at Rio at the major like he's just he's just being their best player and that's what you need from Europa like he's you can point to a lot of things in this team Hedrick is not one of them like sometimes when you're in front of their booth like he's he's definitely a tilter like not a not a rager but he will like tilt it himself a lot like he kind of needs someone to pick him up and it feels like people in Nip don't really like there's that corner where it's like config it's config then Hedrick then Alexi and it's like config rages, and then then Hedrick is like annoyed at something, and Alexi's like, just talking in his normal <laughs> normal monotone voice, just like nothing. Like if you stick if you stick Hedrick on a team with like maybe one of those more emotive IGLs, I don't know if it'd be better or worse because I think what Alexi seems to be doing with Hedrick is when Hedrick does do how does do that, like he just leaves him to it, like he just doesn't care, like just no one's gonna listen to you moaning, just get over it yourself. Like that seems to be the approach. I don't know if it's the perfect approach, but it it's it's an approach, and it's just that like like you say, he, he is very mature, and that is going to happen. Like he's a young opera, like he expects a lot from himself, and he is definitely not the problem with this team. And that is, and that's the biggest compliment you can pay to him, honestly. No, for an eighteen-year-old kid, he's he's not the problem with this team, and you know I've already said I'm I'm quite high on the kid, right? But like. I'm honestly fucking surprised. I I didn't think he was going to completely suck dick. I didn't think he was going to be Torzy. I didn't think he was going to be Nika Doz. Um, like I, did, I did think he'd be okay. Like, those two are just bad, right? They're just, they're just fucking bad. I thought Hedrick would be okay. I think now we're looking at Hedrick as being like, okay, you're a, you're a good orper. You're not an elite orper yet. You're not... You're not getting there. Um, but there's definitely potential where he could be. And I am very pleasantly surprised to see that because I don't I don't think I, you know, six months ago would have seen that happening in the slightest. Yeah. No, I agree with that completely. So I think then is where we are. Uh, we, we move into the maybe more negative side to this roster, right? You know, we've we've said we've both said we keep the IGL. He's a good bloke. He's 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 probably doing his job. We keep the Orpa. He's got potential. He's a nice kid. Ooh, it's a shame that Counter Strike isn't a two V two game then, isn't it? Uh because fuck me, this is where the problem's like. So let's first talk about fucking I uh, fucking no man, they're all shit. Uh, let's talk about Res first, right? <laughs> Res oh. has the best T side rating. Uh, it's it's not a fucking great rating, but it's the best of them. It is, yeah. Um, it's yeah. Typically, an aggressive player. He's uh he's been moved into more passive lurking roles. Um, it seems to be giving him maybe a bit more consistency than he's had. Like the only thing with Res, right? Res has been on Nip for a fucking long time. Six years, nearly. I yeah. think. And for the first 
four years. I quite like Rez. Thought Rez was a decent little player. And then I, uh, uh. and then I maybe watch Nip a bit more. Um, maybe because a certain Dane, he quite likes the orc, joined them. And I realised Rez, he's not that guy. He's he's not that guy. He's he's very inconsistent. And maybe you could say that was because of the role. Um, but it's been six years, mate. I don't think no, you can blame the role. It really is just he's just an inconsistent player. But like. I don't know. Should we expect more from Rez? You just can't. You just can't. As soon as you expect more from any of these free riflers, as soon as you think, oh, okay, he's going to be the star player now, they'll just drop off a cliff. They just all do it. They just None of them can be relied upon, and that is, it must be so hard to call around something like that. Like, just not knowing who your star player is, not knowing who you can, like, if, you, if you're calling around a play, like, not knowing who to say yes to if they all want to do something, like, like it's, and I think Rez is a tricky one because you just you see the mechanics and this, he like players like him are the argument. Like like they they just prove that CS is so much more than mechanics. I think I think honestly like him and Bit, very similar in my head. Like they both just when they when they're on form when they're like just shooting loads of people they just look unreal. But over a larger sample size they just do always like just slightly drop off and it's. And it's it's hard to see because he was the Swedish he was supposed to be the Swedish star. Like like okay, Nip kept like, you know, kept their core four members, kind of killed their scene a bit, VP Poland style. Like but Rez did come out of it. Red Rez did kind of survive in a scene that was quite hard to survive in. And and he was supposed to be the heir. He was supposed to be like the franchise boy for Nip. And he's just he just isn't. He just isn't. And it's and this isn't to say he's a bad player, like he's a good player. He's a good player, but He's an okay player. He's not a. He is a good it's, player, especially like honestly, ignorant. honestly this year he's been the best of the free riflers by like quite a way in in my mind at least. Yeah, we can and yes, he's like I'd be second best. So, um, I've seen I've seen you play. I'd I'd calm down on that one, but oh, right. maybe Dickel, maybe Dickel, but maybe Dickel. but no, I just, and that's the thing with Rez, it's you just can't rely on him, and that's just kind of a shame. Yeah, I uh, I'm inclined to agree. Like I, I still like Rez. He's not that guy, but I still like Rez. Like he's a he's a <laughs> fun little player when he's on. Um, very good at the major, and, by the way. Yeah, but. and and maybe this maybe this role change does something for him. Yeah, I mean he wasn't like super aggressive before, right? Like I don't I don't know if it's it's not like a drastic role change, honestly. Like he was never. Like thirty percent opening kill attempts. Like he, like yes, he's a lurker now, and he used to have like some pack rolls. Like at, at times in his six years stint of mid, but like I don't think the role changes anything crazy. Honestly, he's still got all his spots on CT side, basically. Yeah, like he's he's fine. Like he should be cooking, but yeah, I he's just he's just not that guy. But let's uh let's talk about a player who's definitely not that guy yet. <sighs> Everyone in the scene seems to think he fucking is because people are still convinced he's a fucking even okay player when he's complete shit. Oh. Roland. Harsh. Doing harsh. Doing no, harsh. No, 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 no. That ain't harsh. You know, just as much as I know, Roland mm. has no business being on a tier one team. He is not good. And he was. He was still only okay when he was good and the SG was in his hands. Like, let's not 
fuck about here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's another player of it's another player that proves my favorite theory of just just because you're good at 18 doesn't mean you're going to be better when you're 22. Like, it's just a fallacy. It's a complete fallacy. Like, he's not improved at all, at all. Like, he's just if anything, he's declined. Probably gotten worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely declined. Like, even when Nip signed him, do you not remember? Like, all Swedish super team, like, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then what? Like, nothing, nothing. He's not kicked on at all. And, and you know what? Like, he's in a team with Config, and he's the more aggressive one. Like, he is, he is definitely said to Alexi, said to DJL, said to someone at Nip, like, I want to be the aggressive guy. And if you're going to, you know, take Config out of his comfort zone, like, you got to put up something. Like, I've got my thoughts on Config as well. I've got my thoughts on just aggressive riflers generally. Like, I think they're all kind of inflated, um, honestly. But, but yeah, he's just not... He just can't put up the numbers. And he is doing a lot of entry work. Like, fine. Fine. You're doing a lot of entry work. It's hard. It's very yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and I was he's the quite a... here at the major. So, well, he's... Eh, okay. okay. Uh, not not quite the same amount of entry work, but... But yeah, and the, but then he and he has some he has hard spots on CG side. He does a lot of big site anchoring. Like it's it's not as egregious as maybe you're making it sound, but it is pretty bad that that he's just they spent a lot of money to get him out of Fnatic, like a lot of money, um, and he's just been fine. Well, no, that's less why than it, fine. That's why it's <laughs> fucking egregious, right? Like you know they spent all this fucking money on him. He's meant mm. to be this 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 big fucking star for Sweden, you know, maybe it's meant to be him and Rez. Maybe the dream was always that him and Rez were on a team because they were the two younger stars of Sweden. And he, mm -hmm. like, he's not worth the money they paid for him. He's not worth being on that team when, you know, we've just watched a ton of tier two players who can perform better on international teams. Like, look, I want Rez to be really good. I want Brolan to be really good. Because, as we've said, international teams, yeah, that's the way it is right now. Let's not pretend na that CS wouldn't be better with national teams. Let's not pretend it isn't better if the French scene is better, if the fucking Swedish scene isn't better. It it's fucking better for Counter-Strike if that's the way, because Counter-Strike will get more tactical again. And it doesn't matter if, you know, most fucking plebs like to watch someone run around the corner, shoot someone in the face and go, ooh, that looked cool. Like, Counter-Strike is a mm. tactical game. So, of course, it's better if these teams are national. Look at fucking Heroic. Look at why they're so good, right? It is better. That is why Brian aggravates me so much. Because maybe, just maybe, probably not, there is someone in Sweden that is worth his spot, that is worth being on a Tier 1 Swedish team. But instead... I think that's the problem, isn't it? Like Brolan, you have someone like Brolan, because he's stunk up Tier 1 for so long now, that if you build a fucking Swedish team, you're stuck with the fucker anyway. <laughs> like, no, I think that was that's the whole like. I don't think it's Brolin's fault the Swedish scene failed. I think no, it's I not. think the issue is that they just blaming him too much for that. That's fair. Yeah, well, uh, I'll temper it. I'll temper it. But he's, he's just not. The reason it's gone international is because they just like national teams just can't compete. They can't compete with the firepower, and that is, I think, Nip going international is it's going to be a long road, but. It opens up possibilities like, you know, actually on. signing one of these up and comers when before they would be locked into signing like Maxter or something like, like at least now when I don't when these know. riflers, 
Swedish guy. It was on Nifkata. Right, but like, but like now that they they could do whatever they want. The world's the world's the fucking oyster. Like you can you can take any of these free riflers out, and there's someone from a Monty Apex, you know, who might look at the partner partner slot, look at the money, look at the, you know, look at Nip and think, you know what, fine, like fine, like I'm bored of CCTs, I'll join Nip, like I'll sack off my career and join Nip, and and honestly, like you can't really blame them for that, and I think the thing with Nip going international is that if you're Brolan or Reds or Config, you're shitting yourselves, like going into any transfer window, you're just like, fucking hell, like and I don't know what the contracts are. I don't know if it's hard to bench them. I imagine Brolin's on a lot of money. Like, it's probably quite hard to bench him. But... Exactly. Agreed. Oh, but if you're going to... If if you if you want to progress, you need a more reliable star rifler in this team. And we've seen enough of all of these guys. They've played enough maps in their career. Like, okay, Brolin's still young. Whatever. I don't care. He's played millions of maps. We know their ceilings. And none high. of them have that ceiling. None of them have that ceiling for Nip to break into a consistent team. You need an Emma. Well, you're not going to get him. You're not going to get him. Like, don't get it twisted. But you need someone like that. You need one of these tier two stars, Boris, okay. JL, whoever okay. the fuck. I, I don't want to know a reason. I don't want to know a reason because I can't be asked to get into it, in all fairness. Um, you know, we're not trying to be here for two hours. Um, I just want a name. Who do you get? Who do one I get? Name. One name. Don't go Unlimited for Unlimited budget. One name. Unlimited budget. One name. Like one for one swap? For Brolin, yeah. That would fit in this team. You could oh, just... for Brolin? Yeah, that you could fuck Brolin off. I mean, if you want to take out one of the other pieces, but I just want okay. one for For Brolin, you fuck him off, you slot someone in. Do I, my hot take? My hot take? I'd keep Brolin and Res. I'd fuck off Config for okay. Okay. Boris. No, no, no. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Okay, maybe we will get to the reason in a bit because I was just going to go God save the king and fucking slot Cypher in for Brolin. Slot Cypher in. But this oh, is no. the thing. This is the thing. Brolin and Config in the same team? No. No. And no. I think Brolin's personality is easier to work with um, oh, probably. than Config. Uh, well, I mean, he just he's he's more of an elite style guy, right? Like, he just shuts down when they're choking 14-3 leads. Uh, but, but I think... I think between Brolin and Config, like Config is clearly more explosive, like clearly, like clearly. But, but at the is moment, I think is it like self-destructive explode? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> you try, you try. Shove all it in, little Jackson man. Um, oh, well, look, you someone having a drinking malt. Someone's having a drinking malt. There's not much we can yeah, do. I'm drinking malt in uh, in malt, but uh, it's just. I don't know. I think I see, like, people assume Boris is this crazy entry guy, and he is. Like, he will just run through smokes. Like, he's that type of aggression. But he does play a lot of lurky spots. Like, he's not he's not the pack rifle, really, for Monty, a lot of the time. Um, so, I don't know. I, I could see I could see a Boris coming in and being a better version of Config with more room to grow and Alexi giving him the same guidance he gave Hedrick. Like, I could... I'd like that, honestly. And I think Boris has that firepower that a lot of people, you know, in Nip, maybe, you know, we thought they did a long time ago and they just never fulfilled that potential. Like, we've seen enough of these Freeze careers. Like, I just, I don't want to see them anymore. Like, I'm just bored. I'm just bored. They're always going to be this bottom, bottom half of the top 20 partner team 
with these free riflers. I just that is just I just think they're stuck there. That's my okay. take. Okay, let's let's um. If anything, bring Hampus back. I think Hampus has more of a ceiling than these three. Well, I I, I a player. Hampus in that team, the team gets instantly better. But let's no. talk about you know we've given Brolan. Um, you gave him more time than I did. I just kind of lost myself and had a bit of a rant. Sorry again, mate. Um, Rez, we gave him some time. Let's let's quickly give um, everyone's favourite alcoholic some time. Um, no, he's not drinking anymore, allegedly. Um, let's talk about Kongting, right? Like, I... Because I'm really surprised to hear you say what you just said about Kongting, because uh, you're a bit of a Kongting fanboy. I am a huge Kongting fanboy. Huge Kongting fanboy. I'm not sure anymore, because a true fanboy would be defending him right now. Um... <sighs> Config's just—he's nice. just not that guy, is he? Like he—I've he, said that a lot, but he—he was—he was certainly that guy at one point. I don't know whether it was the fifth fight he got in that someone knocked some sense out of him, into him. Uh, what no, he's just never been consistent. He's never been consistent. You can see in in you know in 2016 in that Dignitas ass team, it's like oh Config or Maggie. It's like who's going to be who's going to be the next week's thing. Then Config fucks up his Astralis interview. And they pick up Magus can become the greatest team of all time. Like, like he's just I feel like you've missed some steps in their careers there, mate. But I'll let you carry on. Sorry. I mean, you, you know what I mean, though. Like, this is you missed off Magus. I've rooted for obscurity with fucking optic. Fucking yes, yes. But Magus grew from Magus grew up. Like Config, I've rooted for Config as long as I've watched CS. He's always been one of my favorite players. Like, he's just his aim is just nuts. Like that aggression is just. Like it's everything you want for him, like a favorite player to root for, and you watch him now, and it's like he's just. People always know what's coming, especially in this team where because Brolan and Alexia are in the pack, like he's lurking. Everyone knows, like he's still trying to run through red on ancient, like that worked for like three months, and it made Australia's like the best ancient team in the world. It was amazing. It was amazing just watching him run through red. It was really they fun. Were still doesn't shit. work anymore, does it? It doesn't work now that people have no, spent like not. more than two months on the map. Like, like I love Config. I really want Config to be the player I thought he was going to be when I was sixteen, watching him at Epicenter. Like, I ne- I really want that. Like, I really want that. I just, if I'm a GM, yeah, I don't see it. I'd stick Campus back in for Config tomorrow, and then probably get Boris in for Broland. Now I think about it. Fuck it. Ooh. Oh, oh! I quite like, like that. It's kind of like oh. it's just like I. I think Config is just he's at the point of his career where he's always going to have that talent that people are going to think that they can unlock some level of consistency. It's this. This is why the team is interesting to talk about because all three of the rifles are the same thing. Like if you're an IGL, you're looking at them and you're thinking, "I can fix them. I can fix them. I can find that consistency that no one else can." And unfortunately, it's just it's just never going to be there. And you're going to watch. Especially with config, like he's gonna pop off on a map, and you're gonna be like, "There's a player there. There's a player there." Like I, like you can't remove a player with that much potential. But I don't know. He's just, I don't see it. I don't see why Nip signed him to like a multi-year contract as well. When like that's just insane. Have just they, insane to me. Just, just have they ever announced that? By the way, because you remember at the time it was like no, he oh, said it. He said it in no, uh, ESL interview. But did Nip ever announce? No. Because no, do you no, remember no. at the time it was just like fucking oh yeah fucking configs standing in for this for this event. Yeah, it's yeah, just he's still a standard. Ampus just needs to fuck off for the weekend. Can't do his job for a weekend, whatever. And fucking configs here now. At like at some point then I don't know when he said it to ESL. I mean, 
Pro League. It was a Pro League interview yeah, with we, we Stunner. We get told things. We, we kind of knew straight away. Like, the bloke's just on a two-year deal. Like, why? Why? It's just insane. It's just insane. It is, um, it is fucking insanity from that organisation. I mean, there's a fucking shit org. But, like, that's dumb even for them. That is dumb even for them. Oh, but for it's them. just, you can see why they were tempted. You can see why they were tempted. Like, no, I can't. No, I can't. Like, maybe it's the Jackson in me. Not even a little bit? No. Not even a little bit? No. Uh, okay. So, you're telling me, right, a guy that only wasn't mid on Astralis for three months when no one had paid the new Buki Green map, right? A guy who really uh, has behavior issues which leads to attitude issues which like he's, he's just inconsistent in the server you, he's got all these problems and you're telling me that he's a good idea maybe at the time okay maybe at the time he was the a available talent however right when they've got someone like fucking s tag who shouldn't be in this team either i'm not saying s tag should be in this team with alexi absolutely not Mm-hmm. But when you've got someone like S-Tag, who is the type of player you just sign on a fucking rolling three-month contract, pay-as-you-play kind of bullshit, that's exactly what Config should have been on. He should have been on three months, six months. If the team's doing well, I know what I was saying fucking 30 minutes ago if I really like Alexi's fucking outlook or whatever, but we're at a point now where we've just had a major where all these Tier 2 stars, these fucking JLs, these Cyphers, these Boroses, I'm all these players have just had a fucking phenomenal tournament and you could realistically go and get one for not much money like you know think about how much Ents paid for some players which is fuck all you could go and get one of these players from one of these teams but instead you got fucking config still with 18 months left on his deal you got Brolan mm-hmm. still probably got 18 months left on a fucking deal like I'm sorry I've, I've gone, gone back in on Brolan again I didn't need to do it that time. I feel bad. Well, um, sales deserve it. A lovely guy. A little bit. At least but, a little bit. But config, like, sh- sh- fucking hurts my brain. It still hurts my brain now. There's there's no need. Yeah, and you know what? They had, like, I'm sure, you know when they, when he did that interview and he was just like, oh, all we trusted was the fucking strap book. Like, they, they're 14-3 up on the T side of Ancient, I think, and then they lose. They lose to Apex. And then Coffee just flames his IGL and the f- like he finds the first journalist he can in the mix zone flames his IGL. Like, how can you keep a player like that? Like, how? Like, how? He should be on his best behavior after what happened last year. He should be pristine for like six months. But because, you know, FaZe wanted him as a stand-in, Heroic used him as a stand-in, Nip signed him to a two-year deal. He's just got away with it. He's got away with it. And he's returned, at least from the outside, it seems like he's still got that kind of like, at, at times, I wanted to believe it was swagger. Now I think it's just just not great, really, is it? Like, it's... If only we had Christian slot room in the halls of events, I'm sure we'd have uh... it as well. But, yeah, for... yeah. I I think Config, unfortunately... I, rem- I remember Foreign did a video about him at the time, talking about how Foreign... Uh, how Foreign? How Config will will go down as one of the players... That... Oh, it was an article. It's like an open letter, right? Yeah, yeah, but he spoke about it in a video as well, in which he also had a 20-minute rant about violence, which is just really good foreign content, actually. Um, but he, he was he was talking about how, of all the players, like, maybe Config is the one with the 
like I can't think his exact word wording, but his potential just wasn't harnessed. His his raw talent, his raw skill, like Comfy could have been so much. But I think what we know now, halfway through twenty twenty three, however many years into his career, is he's not that. He's never gonna fucking be that. It doesn't matter whether it's his performances or what. He simply doesn't have the fucking personality for it. So get yeah. him the fuck gone. Yeah, I mean we've we've been harsh on these three rifles, and I think their performances have kind of pushed us into that. Like it's they're kind of these like legacy tier one players, these legacy pre COVID tier one players, and with CS two coming, like you don't have room for free legacy players like these just pure global offensive players who are kind of living off of potential that is just never going to be it's just never going to be realized and that is that's the thing i think there's going to be tough decisions for nip coming up with because this team like as, as negative we've been about the rifles it is showing progress like it is it is on a small uptick hedrick and alexi have shown good things at times um and no, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they stuck with this team. Like, it, it, they're not a bad team. It's just that with the three rifles, I think they're ju- they're just doomed to be an okay team, and that's and that's like, is this is Nip? Like, it's Nip. It's a legendary organization. Like, as much as we don't like the owners, maybe, but in certain like the way they they do PR, like I've never seen a press manager be more of a like more of a bodyguard complex than Nip's one. Like. There's a lot of things not to like about Nip, but but it's still Nip, man. Like it's still those, it's still the fucking engines in pajamas. They need to be winning games. They need to be winning more games, and they need to be getting into playoffs. Like it's an iconic org. Like it's, uh, I don't know. It's they're left at a hard place, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. Yeah, I mean, it's a new ish roster with a question mark over a currently bench player as to how much he improves the team. I'd argue quite a lot. Uh, We've got a new game on the horizon. We all know what Nip did at the start of this game. Um, Most overplayed fucking narrative in the world. Your favourite. Um, I hate it. Um, It's a legendary org. It might not be an org I like. It might be an org that over the last 10 years has done a million and one fucking shitty things. But it's an org, maybe because of their history. And, you know, we're all history merchants here. You've got a fucking degree in it. Like, I want Nip to succeed. I'm just not sure whether this is the team. Because even with how they did in Rio... If they'd have gone out in the challenger stage, I wouldn't have been fucking surprised. So, the thing I think we should we should leave Nip on isn't, you know, in the original plan for this episode, I wrote down, can this team ever win tournaments? I'm going to fucking answer that with a solid no. Nothing outside of fucking CCT anyway. Uh, well, I, they even failed that. Well, yeah. But, so what I want to wanna leave this episode on is a different question. It's a fucking scale back question, which is a horrible place to be in. Is can this team ever make playoffs of an IEM event? You know, with the six team format. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Yes, yes, it definitely can. It's got enough pieces to win a few best of threes and qualify for playoffs. It's whether they. 
It's whether they do it twice. I think I think they can if they stick with this team for like another six months. Look, I know there's not a lot of events in the second half of the year, even and now there's no major. Like there's probably going to be even less, um, even fewer, maybe. I don't even fucking know. Like, uh, it's just, it's tricky. It's tricky to see consistency, and I I just don't think there is going to be consistency. I think, I think my, if I had to pre- do a hard prediction, like one top, one top six, top eight finish to end the year, like. Maybe they see they see one arena this year. There you go. Yeah, I mean maybe they uh maybe they see the arena. I am full. Maybe oh, full. Disgusting. Probably not though, right? Because I think the killer the killer there is what you said, and I was hoping you would say this. Just a bit of a lead on. Good from me. Um, whether they make it twice. That should not be a fucking question that we are asking uh, for me we shouldn't be asking that about a partner org i think the way these partner orgs should be that if it's a it's a doubt if you can if you're good enough to ever make a playoffs twice like i get there's these elite teams but if we're gonna do these franchise bullshit i want every team capable of beating every team which is only true in the fact that of course it's fucking true like it's not it doesn't actually feel true. It doesn't actually feel like a team no, like Vitality G2, Heroic, will consistently lose to these these teams. I want it to be competitive. I don't think Nip is a competitive team. I I like Alexi B's belief on them growing to become one. I really do. I think it's very different to what we get from a lot of people. It's very controlled in that respect. But... Uh, Nah, man. Like this, this roster, like this roster, ain't ever gonna gonna go anywhere. Because, like you mm. said, there's it's just so hard to get excited there's, for it. There's legacy players, and let's face it, right? Because I know you just looked at it at a half a season basis. I'm looking at it at a full fucking year. They would not make two playoffs at an IEM event in a year for Nip. That is unacceptable. I can't believe we spent 50 minutes talking about this nothing of a team. I know. Insane. And with that, that's been episode six of Deconstructed. Thank uh, you so much for listening for my hate ranting, Harry's kind of mediating, I don't know. Half-hearted defence. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's here, I guess. He's been here for 50 minutes. He's now <laughs> going to go get drunk. I'm going to go and cry and wasted 50 minutes talking about fucking nip. But I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please like, subscribe, comment your thoughts on Nip. If they're positive, I might comment calling you an idiot, potentially. It depends how bored I get. Um, but yeah, stick around. We said we were going to talk about Cloud9. We didn't. We'll probably talk about them very soon. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much for watching. See you later. No. See ya.